Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. I've heard of a beautiful city Her streets are paved with pure gold, and I've read in the Bible that the half has never yet been told, and I've heard. Where we'll live and will never grow old. I've got my heart set on the heaven, a heart and a crown, a mansion of gold. I've got my heart. Oh! 
I'm thankful to, to be here tonight. Uh, been a busy week. We went uh, Monday to Saltville to Jory Rourke's funeral. I prayed there at the graveside, and uh, uh, we, Brother Roger drove Carolyn and I over, and uh, he drove me over Tuesday uh, to Brother Chapman, Brother Frank Chapman, pastored the church for 55 years, 88 years old, passed away, and uh, so uh, I was so thankful to get to go to be with the Chapman family, they're wonderful people, and uh, uh, and then uh, yesterday at Preach Chapel, and then we decided to go visiting, and we were closing out our circuit there, we stopped to see Kimberly and Dwayne, and, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, Carolyn was sitting there in Sister Geraldine's living room. We'd, we'd left their house and went down to Geraldine's. We were getting ready to come home. And all of a sudden, her face turned very red, and then it was distorted. And I said, Carolyn, are you all right? And she said, no. And she laid her hand on her chest. And uh, so she carries nitroglycerin with her. Brother Dwayne grabbed her purse, and she took a nitro, and that lasted for about 40 minutes. I'm going to tell you something. It pays to have your sins under the blood. You don't know what another minute's going to bring. So uh, do pray for Carolyn that she uh, went to, you know, Kristen's been coming here to church. That's Carolyn's first cousin's daughter, and uh, she's a nurse practitioner, and she's certified in cardiology, and so she's Dr. Parisa's assistant so Carolyn went to see her and uh, she runs some tests and her schedule and some more so I do pray that the Lord will take care of Carolyn. I'm looking forward to that 50th wedding anniversary you understand? A blind man was sitting by the side of the road he was blind from birth in the Bible Jesus has opened my eyes. He 
coming again. He's coming again. Yes, a man that's called Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. He's coming again. Yes, a man that's called Jesus is coming coming again he's coming again yes a man that's called jesus is coming again he's coming again he's coming again yes a man that's called jesus is coming again There is not a doubt in my mind that the Lord is coming again. And his return is very near. His return is so near. It's upon us, even at the door. And if you will turn with us to the book of Isaiah, the 14th chapter, I'm going to endeavor to share the word of the Lord that he has laid very earnestly upon my heart. Isaiah 14, verse 5. I'm going to, there's 32 verses in Isaiah 14, and I don't have time to read it all. Maybe you can read it later, but uh, we'll start at verse 5. The Bible said, The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. Verse 7. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Well, I thought you said, Brother Philip, there's chaos in the world and in, in the United States. Well, that, that may be so, and that is so. But I want you to know the whole earth is at rest and is quiet. Amen. And they break forth into singing. Verse 9. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Verse 11. Thy prompt is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vows, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. Verse 23. I will also make it a possession for the bittern and pools of water. But I want to read especially the second half of verse 23. And I will sweep it with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. Listen to what the Bible says there. And I will sweep it with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. That I will break the Assyrian in my land, and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off thee, and his burden depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand 
that is stretched out upon all the nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out over, out, and who shall turn it back? And the Bible said in verse 28, in the year that King Ahaz died was this burden. The Bible said in verse 31, None shall be alone in his appointed times. That's the last part of that. Verse 32. What shall one then answer? The messengers of the nation. That the Lord hath founded Zion. And the poor of his people shall trust in it. He brings it all down. Isaiah brings all of this 32nd chapter down into a nutshell there. And he said... The Lord has founded Zion, and the poor of his people shall trust in it. I want to assure you, church, tonight, God's on the throne. He has founded Zion, and he is going to take care of his people. Amen. You know, you know, he, wants, he said, the whole earth is at rest and is quiet. You know what God's saying to us tonight? I've got everything under control. There's some people acting up really bad, but I've got everything under control. Oh, man, all i got to do is just put my thumb down, and it's all stopped. You hearing me? Amen. So I, I, everything's under control, and he wants us to know all is well. Can you say all is well. Amen. Now, people, it's not well with a lot of people, but all is well. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. And the Bible said the earth is going to break forth into singing. My goodness. So I want you to understand, Isaiah chapter 14 only has one character presented in its whole 32 verses. You know who that character is? God. Jehovah God. Amen. And he's letting the world know that he is in charge. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to, to preach to you. I want you to understand Christ's kingdom is permanently set on the earth and Satan's fall and doom and judgment are also set. Amen. And he is not going to get by. The only conclusion for the church of the living God is be comforted in God's control. Amen. I, I'm telling you what, if you listen to the news, you'll be ready to go in there and get the gun and shoot yourself. You hearing me? If you listen to all that stuff, I'm telling you what, I, I listen to as little as I can. Amen. But I want you to know God purpose through the exaltation of his son to set up a righteous and an eternal kingdom. God's people will have rest from their troubles and their days of affliction shall end not just for a day but forever. Hallelujah. The rod of the wicked shall be broken. Satan and all of his followers shall be cast into hell. Amen. The key word is in verse 7. Rest. 
The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. Hallelujah. And you're quiet tonight, but that's all right. You can hear everything I'm saying. That's what I want you to do. I want you to hear every word. Verse 27 is the, is the strong verse. The purpose, he talks about the purpose, and it is purpose, and the Lord hath purpose, and who is going to disannul his purpose? Are you hearing me? Amen. I need to say that again. Verse 27. For the Lord of hosts had purpose. Verse 26. This is the purpose. Hallelujah. And who is going to disannul that? Amen. The purpose. It is purpose. The Lord had purpose. And who is going to stop God from his purpose? Oh boy. We've got a lot of brave people in this hour. But who is going to disannul it? Satan is the real though unseen ruler of all of the successive world empowers, uh, empires and powers. And I want you to know, Satan is in charge in Washington, D.C. and New York City. You hearing me? He is the prince and the power there. Isaiah 14 tells a story of the beginning of sin in the universe and assures us its final end also. This evil is going to end. Amen. A universal catastrophe awaits the end of the times of the Gentiles and their destruction is predetermined. Are you listening to me? Christ's kingdom and the triumphant song over sin is ready. The choirs of heaven have been practicing their song for a long time. And he said the whole earth is at rest and is quiet and they break forth into singing. Oh, when the things seem to be the worst among men, I want you to know that the angels of the Lord are singing the songs of Zion and rejoicing before God because He is the sovereign and He has everything under control. Amen. Verse 7, the whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. In this time of rest and refreshing, we will sing a song of triumph over sin, sorrow, and Satan. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Aren't you looking forward to the day that we get to sing that song? Amen. That we have triumphed over sin, sorrow, and Satan. My God. The song goes. It, it, this You understand Isaiah 14 is that song. That song goes from verse 4 through 23. It, they, the, uh, these, these people much smarter than me say that it has five stanzas. And each stanza has seven long lines and it's got an epilogue or its final statement at the end. And the epilogue ends in verse 23. Amen. He said in verse 23, I will sweep it with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. Oh God, I want you to know that God is getting ready to get out his broom. Amen. Amen. A besom is a broom, especially one made of brush and twigs. Amen. It's rough and it's strong 
for removal of the unwanted stuff. A besom or a broomstick is an instrument in witchcraft operations common to all of our people. Amen. Oh, God. Cyrus Townsend Brady in his South American fights and fighters said, The wind favored them, and a besom of flame swept over the town until over half of it was laid in ruins. I'm telling you what's getting ready to take place. There is going to be a besom of destruction that is going to sweep over this world and it's going to remove the ungodly and the evil and sweep the church of the living God into glory and victory. We live in victory right now. Amen. We live in a troubled world, but we live in victory right now. Amen. I want you to understand this world's inhabitants, all their wealth, all their riches, all their stately buildings, amen, are no more to be seen. It will be like a house that has just been swept clean of all of its dust. Oh, God. Oh, God. All the superb buildings and royalty, it's going to be reduced to dust. Dust is easily swept 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 away with the besom. The word for sweep and a besom is only used in this place. I looked it up. It's the only time in the Bible that the word besom is used. It is from the Arabic language. The Talmud says that the rabbis did not know the meaning of this word until they heard an Arab girl say to her fellow servant, take this besom and sweep this house. I want to tell you something. God is getting ready to speak amen to his angels of judgment and say take this besom and sweep this place oh God oh God amen I'll sweep it with the besom of destruction I'll plunge it into the destruction's mighty miry gulf the besom of destruction that's that word in the Chaldea amen I'll sweep her with the besoms of destruction shows the nature of divine judgment are you listening to me the Bible said in Jeremiah 10 and 10 the Lord is the true God he is the living God and an everlasting King, at his wrath the earth shall tremble, and the nation shall not be able to abide his indignation. Boy, they're getting brave now. Amen. Sin has has raised its course, and their and their stature in this land. They're becoming very, very brazen, and more brazen every day with the evil of their ways. Amen. Thus shall you say unto them. The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from um, from under these heavens. He hath made the earth by his power, and he hath established the world by his wisdom, and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. When he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain, and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. I want you to know, God has it all under control. He is taking care. Amen. When people have nothing but dirt and filth among them, amen, I'm telling you what, there is a God in heaven who will take his besom of judgment and make it clean. 
Oh, what can they expect but to be swept off the earth's face by the beesome of destruction? Matthew, Matthew Henry said, When a people refuse the beesome of reformation, then the beesome of destruction is waiting them. The Bible said in 2 Kings uh, chapter uh, 21, verse 13, I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Ahab. And I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth a dish, turning, wiping it and turning it upside down. I want to tell you something, what God's getting ready to do. He's going to turn some things upside down. They're totally out of kilter right now. And God said, oh, I'm telling you what I'm getting ready to do. I'm going to wipe Jerusalem. I'm going to wipe America as a man wipeth a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. Uh, He's going to get rid of every particle of filth and dirt and dust out of this dish. Hallelujah. I will forsake the remnant of mine inheritance and deliver them into the hand of their enemies and they shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies because they have done that which was evil in my sight and provoked me to anger. Oh, there's been several people contacted me in, uh, in the last few days and they've been asking me what about prophecy what about American prophecy amen and I say I can't show you anywhere in, in the prophecy of the last days where it definitely points out America I'm telling you we are a nation that is bordering the, the judgment of God Hawker says this long chain of the most wonderful events forms one grand whole. I want you to know God designed it. God knows exactly what he's doing and he's letting everybody act out their little parts on the stage and then he's going to draw the curtain back and say that is enough. Amen. Listen to me. I know I know I'm I'm preaching to you tonight. Amen. The destruction which will ultimately fall upon the enemies of God and of His Christ. The church triumphant is set forth under the strongest figurative expressions. Nothing by any means can exceed the triumphant and transcending gospel truth. They can say what they want to. They cannot change the Word of God. It is forever settled in heaven. How many hundred genders do they say we have now? And they keep adding to all of these letters, this L-G-B-T, and then they added Q, and then they've added uh, plus something other. I, 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 and it's just, it's just hard for me to understand. But I want you to understand one thing. Isaiah 39, the show of their countenance does witness against them. And they declare their sin as Sodom. They hide it not. They used to hide their sin. Now they're becoming very brazen and very bold with it. And the Bible said they hide it not. Woe unto their souls. For they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Go ahead. Go ahead and do those unseemly, ungodly things. You are what you're doing. You are adding woe unto your souls. And you are going to have the reward of evil. Say you. Amen. Are you the righteous people? Is anybody saved here tonight? Say you to the righteous that it shall be well with them. 
Amen. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. We've got to live right. No matter what the world is doing. If the world's going crazy, that doesn't mean we're going to go crazy with them. We're going to keep on living like we've always lived and doing like we've always done. And we're going to follow the precepts of the word of the Lord. Amen. Woe unto the wicked. It shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hand shall be given him. Amen. I want you to get this. Amen. In the U.S. House of Representatives, they gave their final approval yesterday, Wednesday, the the 10th day of March, to the nearly $2 trillion COVID relief bill. It includes a a boost in unemployment payments. We wouldn't have to have that if they hadn't shut everything down. Amen. It's going to have stimulus checks for American families. That's good for those. But it's, you know what it's doing? It's bringing in nothing but socialism. We're going to sit back and wait on the government to do everything for us. Amen. COVID relief is controversial on many levels. Amen. Number one thing, I think Brother James mentioned that when he was up taking prior requests. It includes deficit spending. Amen. That our grandchildren and great grand you understand, we cannot continue keeping on printing money, printing money, and printing money by the billions and trillions. It is it will become worthless paper. Go to the Weimar Republic in in Germany between World War One and World War Two, Amen. And you'd have to take a wheelbarrow full of paper money to go to town to buy one loaf of bread, Amen. My God in the heavens, amen. Listen to me, amen. And not only, it 90, they say 91% of this COVID bill is devoted to pet, liberal, wild, crazy policies and bailing out liberal cities. Amen. There's an even bigger concern for the pro-life Americans because the Hyde Amendment is notably absent from this massive spending bill. Joe Biden supported the Hyde Amendment as a U.S. Senator. The Hyde Amendment has been included in the budget bills for about 40 years from Senator Hyde at that time. It prevented federal tax dollars from being used to pay for abortions. Amen. Oh, Oklahoma Republican Senator James Lankford on Wednesday expressed his disappointment. He said the COVID relief bill violates the conscience rights of many American taxpayers. That's me and that's you. It violates our conscience rights. And that's where they're going to bring us down. That what brought the persecution on the church in all ages. When they violate our conscience rights, do we obey God or do we obey men? I'm preaching to you tonight on the final song of the age. The final song of the age. Hallelujah. The angels are getting ready to sing it. Amen. And this is what... This is what Lankford said. Some people believe that a child is a child no matter how small they are. Amen. You know, they showed me the picture there the other day of Sister uh, Jessica lost her baby. Amen. It's very small. 
They got a casket for it, and they had a, and they buried it there, and they had a little funeral for it. Amen. And you could plainly tell it was a child. It was a human being. Are you listening to me? Amen. Oh, God. Some people believe a child is only a child after they're born. Amen. But our new our governor and they're now saying, well, it, it's still not a child. We can decide whether it's going to live or not. And and uh, Langford said, I disagree with that position. But we have, as a nation, for the last four decades, say we're not going to fund it. Amen. Until this week and now, now, now. My Lord, we've killed millions of innocent children. We've killed millions of babies. We wouldn't have to have illegal immigrants coming in our, so to fill our, our job market if we'd just let those children live. Hello? It's so. Amen. Amen. I want you to get this. The Bible said, I will sweep in 1 Kings 14 and 10. I will bring evil upon the house of Jeroboam. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, brought such horrible sin upon the nation. Oh, God, and I will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam as a man taketh away dung until it all be gone. God said, I'm going to take you all away. Him that dieth of Jeroboam in the city shall the dogs eat. And him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. For the Lord hath spoken it. I'm going to tell you what. Who's going to disannul when God begins to speak and bring his action to pass? The Bible said in Jeremiah, Jer, Jeremiah 51 and 25, I am against thee. O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyeth all the earth. I will stretch out mine hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks and will make thee a burnt mountain. And they shall not take of thee a stone for a corner nor a stone for foundations, but thou shalt be desolate. How long? How long are you going to be desolate? Thou shalt be desolate forever, saith the Lord. My God, who wants that to happen to them? Oh, God. Amen. And there was another, this is what I'm bringing this down to this. This the Lord dealt with me. Another intense debate unfolded in the U.S. House of Representatives floor over the Equality Act. Amen. And it's drawn a lot of attention, especially on social media. Amen. I've never heard of this man, but he is a U.S. Representative, Greg Stubbe from Florida. Amen. He tried to explain the real concerns over the Equality Act bill. And he referenced a verse in the Bible that provides truth and fact about the matter. This is what U.S. Representative Greg Stubbe, Republican Florida, read from the Bible during the debate on the House floor last week. Stubbe said, I'm going to start with the truth. He brought his Bible before Congress and he said, I'm going to start with the truth and I'm going to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 5. And the Bible says, a woman must not wear men's clothing nor a man wear women's clothing for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Now this verse isn't concerned about clothing styles but with people determine their own sexual identities. Did you think you'd ever hear 
Amen. That a U.S. congressman would read that before the U.S. Congress. Amen. Oh, God. My goodness, we've, we've, we've preached and read from that all of our lives, haven't we? Amen. A woman is not to dress and act and do like a man, and neither is a, amen, a man to do and act like a woman. Amen. But I want you to get this. Amen. Oh, God. Amen. And as a Representative Greg Stubbe was chastised, by U.S. Representative Jerry Nadler last week for reading from the Bible's Old Testament on the House floor during the Equality Act debate. Nadler made the direction that God's will is of no concern of this Congress. God's will is no concern of this Congress. You know, I want to tell you something. Jerry Nadler just stuck his finger in God's eye. Amen. Amen. You know what? Representative uh, Stubbe, he couldn't respond at that time. But he was publicly responded Tuesday to Nadler's declaration. He said, if we're not on the shoulders of God, if we're not on the shoulders of God, as it talks about in the Scripture... Amen. Then we're on the shoulders of somebody else. And that I don't care to be on the shoulders of, especially in the judgment. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God. Jerry Nadler's received a lot of criticism for that. But I want to tell you what he's done. He's caused, he's called for America to be judged by the Almighty God. Amen. And they're, they are pushing forward with this with absolutely, oh God. But, I, uh, you know, no, no desire for anything. But I want you to listen. Gerald Lewis Nadler was born June the 13th in 1947. Amen. And he represents New York's 10th district, right? New York City. Amen. He's in his 15th term in Congress. Amen. He started serving in 1992. He, started, he gained elective office in 1976. But he was born into a Jewish family in Brooklyn, New York. Are you hearing me? Amen. And this is the thing that, Brother Aaron, that really shook me up. He attended Crown Heights Yeshiva and is the only congressman in the United States Congress with a yeshiva education. That means he went to a Jewish school and studied the laws and precepts of God from the time he was a little boy. Amen. He is the only Jewish member of Congress who has a yeshiva education. Amen. In other words, amen. What a disgrace it would be if one of our young folks, amen, would turn away from the gospel and bring a reproach on everything that we taught here in our Christian school. Amen. Oh, God. Amen. He received his BA in 1969 from Columbia University. He got his law degree from Fordham University. Amen. 
Amen. He has a 100% rating with NARL. Amen. The pro-choice America. Amen. He supports same-sex marriage and, and anti-discrimination protections on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. He has a liberal voting record. According to the National Journal, Nadler is one of seven members of the House of Representatives who tie for the most liberal members of Congress. And what's God said? I will sweep you with the besom of judgment. Amen. Amen. I need to speak to you right now if you will listen to me. Amen. The gospel established standards of righteousness from the very beginning. Jesus Christ was a righteous, holy, and godly man. They want to, they're picturing Jesus Christ now that he was a homosexual. Amen. That's what you're trying to portray him. I want you to know Jesus Christ was the absolute righteous son of God. And he was sinless. Amen. Oh, and the gospel established standards of righteousness. Amen. And I want you, through the generations, there have been liberals that come along. But I want you to know they were followed by all denominations and sects of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They followed it. I love, if you get a chance, do it sometime. I love looking at, just click on New York City street scenes. From the 1880s and 1890s. And you will see those ladies walking down the streets in the most beautiful clothing. The men always with shirt and tie. Amen. Unless they were workers there on that. But that, when people were out on the streets for the most part, they were so immaculately dressed. Oh, God. Amen. Oh, then the, there was a thing begin to take place in the gay 90s. In the 1890s there was a change began to take place in the decorum of our people and then we had the roaring 20s the 1920s uh, and the flappers and all of that then World War II changed it all amen and there we entered into that thing but you know what I want you to listen to me we have left Deuteronomy and we are reaping the whirlwind of leaving the precepts of Decorum of just natural life. Are you hearing me? Amen. He said, he was reading, wasn't from the King James Version, but he said, Amen. Oh God. Oh God. A man is not to wear that which pertains to a woman, and a woman is not to wear that which pertains to a man. Amen. And the pressure is on the church for us to conform through this world. Are we going to conform to them? Are we going to live for God and stand for the truth? Amen. My God. Oh, God. He, I, I, I loved it when he said, I'm going to start with the truth. Turn to Deuteronomy 22 and 5. And it states, A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing. For the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Oh my God. I'm telling you what. We've got to return to righteousness in this nation. And God said, The Lord hath founded Zion, and the poor of His people shall trust in it. I want you to understand one thing. God is getting ready. 
ready to sweep America with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. My Lord, my Lord, amen, amen. You listen to me tonight, church, amen. If the Bible says it, I believe it. And we should live it. Amen. Oh, God. Amen. My Lord. And I'll tell you something else. Amen. The modern church world has done. They have totally disregarded 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Amen. It's a shame for a man to have long hair. That's what the Bible says. And a woman's long hair is her glory. Amen. We in America, we have so changed that now our, the Methodist church is splitting. Amen. You understand, John Wesley said, I don't doubt that there will ever be a time that there will not be a Methodist church. And you, you understand who we are? John Wesley and his brother Charles, amen, and George Whitfield established the Holy Club at Oxford University at Oxford, England. Amen. Do you know, amen, that they were holiness before they were Pentecostal? And I want you to know the church of the living God is holiness before it's Pentecostal. We leave and leave and lead a sanctified, holy life before God. Amen. You, I hardly ever do like this, but I'm telling you what: the church has got to stand up and be the church. I said the church must stand up and be the church, and we will not bow down to Baal. We will not follow this world. Jerry Nadler can say what he wants to, but I'm telling you what, God's will is a major concern for me, and it should be a major concern for you. It should be the absolute concern in our life. What is God's word and God's will for us? And we must live by His holy word. Amen. And we must study it out and see what the Bible says. Amen. We cannot excuse ourselves. We must understand what the Bible says. Amen. Stand with me, please. Come on to the music. Amen. Amen. I know. I know. It's unbelievable to hear it being said before our U.S. Congress, God's will is of no concern of this Congress. You can get ready, folks. Amen. This world is on a downward spiral. But the church of the living God is on an upward trajectory. And we're getting ready to leave this sinful world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bow your heads, please, and pray with me. Our Father, Lord, I know, Lord, that you dealt with me today, and I need your spirit and your presence and your power and your anointing to rest upon me and upon this congregation. God of heaven, 
May we settle it in our hearts that we are not going to compromise. We are not going to act like this world. We're not going to dress like this world. We're not going to be like this world. We are the true church of the living God, and we are going to follow Jesus Christ no matter what this world says about us. Amen. Hallelujah. God, God of heaven, would you please, would you please deal with us? Touch us, Lord God. We'll give you the glory and the honor and praise. Amen. You know, there was a woman, a female, got on a crowded bus. And she, she said to the men there, Isn't there a gentleman going to get up and give a seat to a lady? And one of the men spoke up and said, you dress like a man, you cuss like a man, you act like a man, stand up like a man. I want to tell you what my goal is for our, our ladies and for the, our church. It's for our ladies to act like ladies. Dress like women, ought to, godly women ought to do. Live a life like godly women ought to live. Amen. And for our men... Oh, Lord, we were in a situation recently, and I'm telling you what, it was not pleasant. Amen. Amen. Be, stand up and be a man. Dear God, dear God. Church, what are we going to do? I want you to understand one thing. God's in control. God's in control. Amen. And heaven is practicing the final song of the age. Hallelujah. You remember the first song of the age? Amen. Mary and Emily got the dancing and the shouting and the playing the tambourine. The Lord hath cast the horseman and his rider into the sea. And I want to tell you what God's getting ready to do. The Lord is going to cast this wicked and evil generation into the pits of hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I preached straight to you tonight but it's time that we stood up for right can I hear our church say amen pastor come on around these altars please come on around these altars Church. Be the church. Be the church. 
Bye. 